0: masterradio.fm keeping you out of rush hour traffic cover story cover a story or attain that coveted story Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Stories we're reserving a headline for you
1: hey everyone welcome to this edition of cover story and uh today it's me and mick jolly from pr web hey mick hey. i'm doing awesome how are you
2: oh very good glad to be back home from uh new york uh i understand they're getting more snow back there by the minute at least on the east coast I was talking to folks on the east coast it sounds like it's getting hit heavy And i'm sure you're glad to be in uh florida
1: Oh my God. I mean, I was so excited. I mean, in New York business wise was awesome. Being able to see you and David and all our good friends was great. Oh my God. It was for realizing.
2: Oh, it was. I, I walked about seven city blocks uh, <laughs> during the midday, and I, I thought if I'd tapped my ears, they would have broke off.
1: Oh my, my hands. It was very
2: cold. Very cold.
1: I, I mean, and that's the craziest thing because years pass. Usually, when you get a big snowfall, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed that. You're not going to get a snowfall again, you know, yeah. for a little while. But they just keep getting dumped on and dumped on and dumped oh, yeah, on. Do. As a matter of fact, we were supposed to have some people come in last evening. We have possession of their car, which is a Corvette convertible.
2: huh. And um, maybe actually, you don't want them to show up.
1: Actually, that's like the only car I don't like driving. To be honest, kind of like thanks. Could you left a Ferrari with me? <laughs> Volkswagen cool. station wagon. No. Um. So the cool thing is, you know, the cool thing is, I'm, I'm digressing unfortunately for them they got stuck in the big snowstorm I mean it's completely closed out um, oh, well. they've shut down Boston they've shut down New York I think DC is soon to come so it's pretty crazy
2: well all things considered though you're right it was a great great week still back in New York uh, I had an opportunity to again meet with yourself and and Darren and some of the other team members but and uh, see a lot of a lot of other faces out there and and uh, what a place for for business uh, New York you know I I've been there many times in the past, but um, you know, I, I always underestimate how much opportunity there is to network and develop a relationship with other entities that have a presence there in New York. And, you know, there's entities that have a presence in New York, in New York that maybe won't be anyplace else. We'll be, and, uh, yeah. it is, it's, it's a huge opportunity to do business, however, I'm glad to live in a little quieter part of the country.
1: Well, you know what's nice is you can go into major pet- metropolitan areas like New York and know that not only are you going to get the people whom you normally see and you do business with, which is always great to foster those relationships, but you'll also get, like you said, the people that don't leave the island of Manhattan um, and start to build those relationships. So it's nice when you have shows that are located in major metropolitan areas, the Bostons, the Manhattans, the San Francisco's, so that you can reach out to people that may not be like, of normal access to you every day. And there are a lot of companies that do a lot of great things there that I'd never heard of. And I think more specifically because they are New York based and they sort of been head down and focused until they sort of, you know, quote unquote, came out at SES in New York.
2: Very true. Very true. Yeah. A lot of a lot of new faces, but some old ones, too, like uh, like Yahoo and uh, the celebration they conducted all the way over on the east side of the country there in New York. I mean, my goodness for their for their tenure. Yeah, uh, that was a fantastic uh, opportunity to uh, celebrate a little bit of that and and get to uh, listen in on on, uh, co-founder Jerry Yang and some of the things he had to say.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, these are like the brain children of the web. The web wouldn't be the way it is today without people, you know, without the Jerry uh, Yangs of the world. And we well, The were
2: question s- I have for you, Brandy, is how did you network to uh, highlight Webmaster Radio in Yahoo's 10th birthday party celebration? How'd you do that? That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty fantastic. It's not something that everybody else can uh, basically be able to get a carriage ride during the middle of somebody else's parade. Well, that, was, well, that was pretty
1: cool. You know, I kind of look at it like it's our special secret sauce. I can't actually tell you that. But <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what it is? Um, you know, and, and, and we've spoken about this. I guess my philosophy has always been um, the answer is always no unless you ask. And it's easy to fall down a flight of stairs than it is to crawl back up. And quite honestly, I think what has always intrigued me with Yahoo and really um, led us to Yahoo, because the thing is you can have a big, huge company that's got a great reach, but a lot of big companies don't always have the best reputation, so to align and associate yourself with them long-term isn't always the best thing to do. But Yahoo has continually proven that they are state-of-the-art. They are cutting edge as far as what they're deploying to their end user, whether it be their consumers or whether it be you know their, their advertisers and partners. And they're about community. And that's what Webmaster Radio is. It's about the community. And they have the ability to... Um, they already have a reach, and I think it's really great that they're giants and that they wanted to include someone who has a passion and we're just beginning to grow to help us take off as well. So it, it's a great partnership. We have an awesome time working with them, and uh, we really, really feel blessed that uh, they're part of our world.
2: Yeah, that is that is fantastic. And uh, I know that uh, you guys worked hard to make that a uh, special event on the on the evening celebration that, with the Yahoo Party and uh, enjoyed the... Uh, the flashing uh, lights up on the wall with Webmaster Radio <laughs> dancing Thanks. all across the, the walls and the ceiling,
1: Thank along you. with the
2: Yahoo image on on the back wall. That was that, that made for a, a very good presentation.
1: Well, you know what? Thank you very much. I mean, we we wanted to create a New York experience because people go to these trade shows and you're so busy and you're so you know head down being focused on doing your business that you know you don't even realize you're in the city that you're in. So we wanted to give people an opportunity to do two things. One is to get out there and Really have a networking ability, so that all the people that have been coming and going to the sessions and on the show floor that you may have seen in passing, whether you knew them or not know them, make sure that you were able to be in one room, so that everyone that you wanted to contact and get to know um, or follow up with during the show was available to you at the Webmaster Radio Yahoo party, and give people a New York experience. You know, get out, have some drinks, have some food. You know, you, you get into a taxi, get off the damn premises. So uh, it, was, it was awesome, and I'm glad you guys were there. We all had an awesome time. And guess what we have? What's that? We have our very, very special in-studio guest who just uh. arrived in this phenomenal deluge of rain uh, today. So why don't we go ahead, take a break, and we will be right back with Brett Goldberg.
0: Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages, and operating. SRKConsulting.com, making sure your mother is always proud.
3: Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co brander referral program genie knows how to deliver results dot com. proud sponsor of the webmaster world
0: there's a lot of webmasters out there and they all have traffic to send you for them to send you traffic they need to know who you are want to reach them heck you need to reach them to reach them you need to be where they are you need to speak their language you need to tell them how you're all gonna make money together sending traffic to your sites webmaster webmaster. Webmaster Radio is the place to reach them. Webmaster Radio is the place where webmasters, affiliate programs, and internet businesses come together to learn, share, connect, and do business. Use banners, buttons, sure, you've got those here. But if you want to put out the message that not only tells them what you do, but the spirit of your company, Webmaster Radio is the place. We'll put out a professionally produced radio spot that can be informative, entertaining, even silly, It'll get your message out to the Webmaster community. And hey, we'll all do more business. Webmaster Radio, where everybody learns to make more money. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions
3: from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty and well written informative content high quality content also generates free
0: search engine traffic content is definitely king
3: visit infosearchmedia.com today
0: tulsa to tunisia boston to bogota all united through webmasterradio.fm
3: commercials off now back to
0: cover story we're reserving a headline for you
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Cover Story. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our very special featured guest today, Brett Goldberg. Welcome, Brett. Hey,
4: Brady. Hey, Darren. It's great to be here.
1: Hey. Um, so, Brett has actually done um, a lot of amazing, amazing things in his life. I'd call him uh, the pro promoter um, because his career has taken him virtually probably in every industry across the board, as well as being a published author. Uh, and actually, Right, you were, you received an award recently, didn't you?
4: Yeah, there was a few of them. It's was basically, uh, um, the book was about uh, Operation Defensive Shield uh, that took place in, uh, in Israel a couple of years ago, and so there were a few organizations that felt it was particularly germane to
2: what they do.
1: Isn't that amazing? I mean, that is, to me, so amazing. Mick, I actually have a friend who's a published author.
2: Hey, there
1: you go. That's pretty cool. And then he's actually chosen to uh, receive some pretty uh, credible awards for his contribution to society.
4: But before you faint, I mean, not too many people read the book, so. No. (laughs) I read read the book.
2: Are you going to leave a copy behind that we can take a look at, Brett?
4: (laughs) Um, I can definitely get one to where it needs to get perfect <laughs> I kind of took me by surprise with the book mention but uh,
1: I know well, because you know what I just looked at you and I remembered like above and beyond the fact that you've done a lot of things in a lot of different industries which I think is so important
2: uh, I, I appreciate that Brett that uh, you know you hear you know people get pretty much locked into one one focus one primary passion often and, and they forget that there's other you know other aspects of life so it's good that you you know in the midst of uh, you know running your own business, trying to develop your own economic growth or whatever it is that, uh, you know, keeps you ticking. You also took time out to write about something that was important to you.
4: Yeah, it's it's hard to get uh, <clears throat> to get stuck in one in one thing, and uh, I think it's always been my greatest strength and my greatest weakness that I've been spread all over the place.
2: There you go. Sometimes you do have to focus a little bit, huh?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go, but... Uh,
4: it's when you're not making money that you realize you have to focus on something. <laughs>
1: there you go.
2: I can buy into that.
1: Yeah, right? So now Bart has a new passion. He's thought this through, and this is a little different tact um, for our usual cover story angle. But this is about being able to provide a full solution and really sort of thinking outside the box as far as, you know, customer retention and also helping to create a market share for yourself from, from a vendor side of things. So, uh, Brett, why don't you give us a rundown of sort of the new, the new technology that you're deploying?
4: Thank you, Brady. Um this, this whole venture grew out of spending the last 14 years doing trade shows. And I, I've probably done 150 of them. And it's always the same story. You, know, you go there and you have to register and then you go to all these booths and you have to you know, give out 10 zillion business cards and 10 zillion credit references and it's just the same thing again and again. And I said to myself, why can't there be a one registration system? It already exists in a lot of different industries. For example, when you, when you apply to college now, there's a website where you can fill out one application and that, that goes out to a, a bunch of different colleges. Really?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a lot off topic. I did not know that. I was a fool that I had to tediously sit and fill out every application.
4: Well, there are a lot of parents who got tired of that. So <laughs> yes. it, was, it was actually the parents who set up the business to do that. That's smart. And, and one registration systems exist in a lot of different industries. Um, I'm just trying to establish it in, in the gift wholesale industry, in the beauty industry, in a number of different allied industries that don't have it. And the way it works is a retailer can go to Syncware.com. It's not spelled like it sounds. It's S-Y-N-Q-W-A-R-E. And that's where they register all their shipping information, their billing information, all their credit references. And it pops them a barcode. They can then tape their barcode with them for the rest of their life. And anybody who scans it can retrieve all their info. And that's the basic concept.
1: Which is... Which is awesome. So now you've got something that works phenomenal because my God, I mean Mick and I go to a lot of trade shows together. Uh-huh. Yes, we do. And the worst part about going to a trade show, unless you're exhibiting and they're sending you passes, is standing in that damn registration line.
4: Yeah, I mean, my favorite my favorite innovation in life is the easy pass. I, I go over a lot of bridges in the New York right. area, and it is so cool to not have to wait in those lines and to see other people waiting in those lines right, and, automate. To say, and to say, I'm a VIP. I can just pass right through.
1: There you go. Exactly. And
4: I always wish that there was a similar, a similar EasyPass line at trade shows, and that's what, that's what the sync line ultimately will be.
1: Which is great because now you're doing something. I like win-win, benefit-benefit. For, for an attendee, it makes life easier. For the attendee, and it also allows them to carry one card. Exactly. So that they can use for multiple trade shows. And from an exhibitor standpoint...
4: From the exhibitor standpoint, they finally have one card which they can scan that'll give them all the information that they need to do business with that, with that attendee. So one card, they scan it, they get all the billing information, all the shipping information, all the credit references, everything that they need to ship merchandise to that attendee.
1: Right, which in the world of public relations, being able to understand exactly who your customer is, collect the data that's most important to you, to understand who your customer is today and who your potential customer base is tomorrow is super, super important because you can't promote it properly if you don't know who these people are. And it's much easier when you're you know, being barraged at a trade show to be able to, A, get in and out easier, because yep. we all like a little peace of mind, and B know that you are getting consistent, whole information. So if you can't get to everyone or you've got someone that's more of a favorite for you, you're capturing their information right out the gate.
4: Exactly. And another one of my pet peeves that this addresses is whenever I would go to a trade show, sometimes there would be a lead retrieval system. And you can scan people's badges, but it basically just puts information into a box, which you can later retrieve a diskette from. It doesn't pull the information into your system which you use to write orders. So a lot of vendors use handheld systems to write orders, mm-hmm. but those systems are totally divorced from the lead retrieval aspect. So finally, with this technology, we can put them both together in one handheld.
1: Which is phenomenal because, once again, if you're automating it, you're cutting down on time, and you're allowing information to be funneled in a more concise manner.
4: Right, and, and finally, there's, a, there's a, a number, a unique identifying number that has a life beyond the trade show. Generally, mm-hmm. if you have a trade show badge and there's a barcode on it, that barcode is only good at that trade right. show. Outside of the confines of the show, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole idea here is to have a number that, that the retailer carries with him for life, which he can use anywhere.
1: Right, which makes, <laughs> once again, life a, hell, the attendee a whole lot easier. Or the
4: retailer, by the retailer, I mean the attendee.
1: Right. Okay, So all right, so let's call it exhibitor attendee. Right. Perfect. So, yes, yeah, so you can have, it's like your, you know, your blockbuster card.
4: Exactly. Now, here's the other aspect, and here's where it becomes more relevant for Webmaster FM. This number can be used on a website as well. That's dot, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can beat me up afterwards. <laughs> but uh, this number can be used on a website. So if a retailer goes to a website, and if the website has our ActiveX component on their server, mm-hmm. the retailer just puts in his unique identifier, and then all of the all of the fields in a form can be populated
2: right from the com- right from the component.
1: Wow! Wow, Mick, what do you think?
2: Hey, anything that uh, saves you time is is saving you money. You know, time gone it's never coming back again. So well, I like it. I've spent a lot of time uh, basically bringing uh, business cards back and putting them into an Excel spreadsheet, and you know, doing the doing my emails. And
4: do you use one of stuff. those little card scanners?
2: You know, I I haven't. I've, I've uh, basically been using uh, an executive
4: assistant probably inappropriately. Those work. work.
1: (laughs) I'd like an executive assistant to use them properly.
4: (laughs) Here's here's my vision. Here's here's my vision for the future. My vision for the future is that ultimately every business card will have
2: a barcode on it. Hey, now that's pretty cool.
4: Okay, for the purpose of? For the purpose of when Mick comes back from a trade show, instead of somebody typing all that information into a spreadsheet, he can just scan each one. It'll ping the Syncware website mm-hmm. and pull the info right in.
1: A hundred percent plus, too, just, and I think as an added bonus, is when you do have something that scans someone's tag,
4: mm-hmm.
1: Okay, half the time, the information that is, you know, that someone used to register mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is invalid. Yep. You know, they've yeah. only filled out half the information. Maybe they're using the name of one company, but it's another. Maybe it's you know Sally was supposed to go but Joni ended up going instead mm-hmm. so this way having your own card set up with all of your proper information so you know is an insurance policy that you're getting all the proper information on this person
2: right
4: and also you can you can contain so much more information than you can fit on a card so i mean at this very moment anybody who wants to can go to syncware.com register all their info mm-hmm. it'll pop a barcode which then you can you can then you know, right-click and save it. Give it to your business card printer, mm-hmm. and you can have for free a business card, uh, a barcoded business card.
1: Hey, there you go. Be the conversation. The revolution
4: has begun. Yes.
2: Very and cool. And we're leading Very it. Cool. I love that. You're going to get some organic growth out of that, then I'm sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So now let's take let's go to the next um,
4: set of products that you're developing. Okay, so that's in that's the application in the B2B setting. In the B2C setting. It's always seemed to me that I carry way too many loyalty cards in my wallet. Uh, I have no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, if you are like me, you probably have eight or nine of them. I have, I have like three different
2: bookstores, (laughs) the movies, you name it.
4: Exactly. In other words, I mean, I have, I have Staples, I have Barnes and Noble, I have, uh, I have Borders, Mm -hmm. I have, you know, the local supermarket, and every big retailer at this point has a loyalty program. Correct. But there are a lot of small retailers who can't afford them. And also, for me, the consumer, it's a pain in the butt to have to carry around all these cards. True. So I said to myself, why not use the same technology of scanning and pinging in the B2C setting? Ah. Oh. So the idea is anybody goes to this website, um, we haven't decided what to call it yet, but we're, we're happy to entertain <laughs> suggestions <for> the listeners. <laughs> there you go. Anybody goes to this website, you know, fills in just their most basic information, uh, you know, name, address, city, state, zip. Um, it pops in the barcode, and they get mailed a, a plastic barcoded card, which they can then use at any store. Stores can get the software to scan it for free, and uh, it'll give them reboot. In other words, any store can decide what they want to give uh, for the consumer with the sync card. But the point is, the consumer has one card that works anywhere.
1: Which is phenomenal, because that's that's the, the, the best thing that you want, and plus, if it it also gives people more options and, to me, would make someone want to perhaps participate more because you're getting an option of more than one store.
4: Exactly. This is something that will work at you know the local shoe store. It will work at uh, uh, the smaller stores that are maybe... You know, one store entities—they can't, they can't—or like the local spa or whatever—they mm-hmm. they can't afford to set up their own loyalty program.
1: Right, and I'd love to get that—you know, twenty-five percent off a massage or a facial oh. or some products after you've gone to them several times, showed some loyalty, get some loyalty back.
4: Exactly. And then the other thing is that you, the consumer, will be able to go to our website and see all the points that you've been allotted from all the various retailers that you've that you've visited. So you'll always have a readout on on what's coming to you.
1: Now let me ask you a question. Will there also be something there, promotional, updated promotions on what the participating stores are offering? Yeah. Cool. So I'll Definitely. know. Gee, if I go back and I get one more haircut within the next month, I'll get this. So it would give me more of an incentive to be exactly. Maybe participate. That'll
4: be on your. That'll be on your readout.
1: That's fabulous.
4: Yeah. So instead of you know having to go to Delta and seeing how many miles you have, here you have one page that shows what you have coming to you for you know Multiple. twenty different where, wherever you've been scanned.
1: Which is, I mean, which is great. Plus, too, you know, it also allows you to serve up, um, or allows them to serve up specials to us based on how often we shop there, how often we do certain things, so that I'm getting something specific to me as long as I'm loyal to them.
4: Exactly. Which exactly. is awesome. And I mean, the cool thing about it is that uh, it could be launched in one locale. In other words, we could pick, we could pick one town or one city mm-hmm. where we launch it, and it doesn't need to uh, be launched nationally. It can be tested.
1: Right, absolutely, absolutely. Now, there's another component to this package as well, to, to, which is more of a, a B2B application. Do you want to talk about that? And in we'll terms, sort of of, wrap in
4: terms of uh, point of sale or in terms of product catalogs? Yes. Another, another part of what we're doing uh, that has to do with web synchronization is <clears throat> we're allowing retailers to pull into their point of sale system vendor product catalogs the industry that we're beginning in is the salon industry. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you're a salon and, you know, you carry Paul Mitchell and Redken and the Nexus and Dermalogica. And you always need to get the updated prices and the updated items from these vendors in order to be able to scan them at the point of sale. Correct. uh, When, when customers check out the products. So what we've, and and it's always hard for the retailers to get this data because they have to find out whom to call and they, have to get CD-ROMs or they have to get spreadsheets and it takes them forever to get updated data generally up to four weeks to get the updated data We've created a component that goes inside the point-of-sale system which the retailer can click and with that one click they pull in the products vendor catalog from the from the web from the they pull in the vendor's product catalog from the web and uh, we've, we've basically automated a process that takes a few weeks into a second
1: which is phenomenal. Uh, You know, and it makes sure that all the salon owners, which, you know, I'm sure aren't always as computer savvy, that's not their focus of their business, it allows them to keep abreast of what the latest and greatest specials are going going on.
4: Exactly. So
1: they can stay ahead of the the curve in regard to delivering products to maximize their earnings in their salon.
4: It just just, um, puts them exactly on the same page with the vendor. And it takes that one-month lag out of the information gap between the between the manufacturer and the retailer,
1: which is awesome. Hey, Mick, what do you um, are you seeing other applications for this that that, that uh, you can see sort of snowballing into a major well, see mega where corporation? I have snowballed
2: already quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Things. Uh, I mean, I've I've got too many different uh, awards programs with the different airlines, uh, and because I've done so much flying over you know the last few years, it's just and and I haven't used any of them yet because it's. You know, really, more of a pain for me to go hunt them down and figure out how to how to use the miles than, than not. So if I had it in an easy, easy format, I'd probably actually take advantage of the stuff more. I mean, I would literally have over a hundred thousand um, air miles with one airline and sixty with another, and and so on and so forth. And
4: yeah, I mean, eventually your your wallet can get awfully thick with all that plastic.
2: Yeah, but if I could see them all. Uh, yeah yeah the uh, george costanza wallet as i recall from San <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah awesome. but if, if i could get everything in one one location I'd probably be more apt to take time and say okay uh, you know i have a lot of stuff here who are the partners and how can i combine all this and that would that you know that i see as a, as a fantastic opportunity plus i'm thinking of the demographics that you could gather up <laughs> um, in terms of being able to to put together some very valuable marking information as far as what people are using, what their what their purchasing patterns are, and you know, not necessarily having to go through the um, you know through the Visa card to, to figure that out. I mean, there's well, a whole other application. Where you the
4: can... thing is, the thing is about that is that uh, we need to be a trusted entity. In words, the consumer needs to trust us to the point that they know that uh, that their information is only going to the retailers that they allow to scan their card. So, in order for us to be successful, we would need to gain the reputation of a trusted entity that doesn't sell data. Ah, very very There are enough companies that do that, you know, Dun & Bradstreet and all the credit card companies Mm -hmm. and all that. Uh, I mean, basically, you know, you use your credit card, you know that, uh, that that data is no longer confidential. Whereas, if we are to succeed, we have to gain the trust of the consumer as well as of the retailer. Because, basically... What we are is, even though we're free, we're a bank for his data. Right. We're basically a place where he deposits his data, and he knows that he can withdraw it at will, but nobody else can withdraw it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, ultimately... We're
1: trying to make it convenient, but safe. Oh, Right. I
4: mean, ultimately, if, if we succeed, I'm sure that, uh, uh, you know, there will be all sorts of companies coming to us and, you know, asking us to, uh, to share consumer behavior patterns and stuff like that. But I think that that would be our downfall.
1: Right, I I agree. I do think that the, there is an interesting upside just from like a, a business. I guess we just came from a week in New York. That if I had my Sinkware card mm-hmm. and I was able to, bam. I mean, we were different because we were pressed, but you know, if I was a normal attendee, boom, I don't have to stand in line when right, I go to right. the trade show. But now I'm in New York, and if Sinkware knows my buying patterns, you know, Brandy likes ex, you know, hair products. She you know likes to eat Italian food, you know, whatever. Let's say that there's, like, a, a circle network in the Fort Lauderdale area. Now mm-hmm. I'm on business travel up in New York, and to know that I can redeem points...
2: Kind of like OnStar, except without a $50,000 automobile.
1: Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can use that in whatever geographic... You know, it's like, a, it's like the ultimate guide for the business traveler.
4: Yeah, I mean, you're being able to redeem points uh, elsewhere. Yes. Yes. Um, is, is definitely something that would be interesting to the consumer. In other words, basically, the retailer could offer two kinds of points when they scan a consumer. Inside points, mm-hmm. which means that those are loyalty points that you can only redeem at my spa or at my store. Correct. And the whole idea of a loyalty program is that you can only redeem them here. Right, right, right. But then there could be outside points, which basically would be like green stamp points. Um, right,
1: like you're part of the network. So by being a part of the network, if you're visiting our part of town, then you automatically get... A certain discount, or you know, preferential seating, or whatever it well, is. I mean,
4: hopefully, hopefully, you know, anybody who scans a sync card mm-hmm. will have a big sign in their window saying "Sync spoken here." Yeah,
1: there you go.
4: And, I love uh, that line. And uh, so, yeah, you know, you'd be able to get your, your card scanned and, and get whatever discounts accrue. Um, the the big question is, do we want to set up an external network of points? In other words, right. a green, basically, an electronic green stamp system. Right, and that's something that um,
1: will come in time. Would be sort of a yeah. second
4: stage because uh, I think that a it would be somewhat fraud-prone, right? And 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 be uh, a bear to administer.
1: Yes, I could see that. Oh, in, in, um, in but somebody's going to do it, right? And you somebody's know, somebody's
4: going to create the electronic green stamp.
1: Well, and you know what? Above and beyond, what's kind of like the um, what are those the um, entertainment books? Yeah, you know when you've got entertainment books for every city, and they really do come in handy. But the fact is, when you go into a city, you're not going to pick up on it. You know what I'm talking about, Oh, you about, just Vic? gave
4: me a great idea. Yeah. We could basically just have an online directory for every city, where if you go in there, you just put in the city, and it shows all the establishments that scan the SYNC card.
1: Right. That's what I meant.
4: Well, it takes me a while, though. <laughs> you're just so far ahead of me. That, uh, <laughs> Silly. All right, so that's what we'll do, is we'll, we'll just have a page on the website where, where city by city you can just see who scans the card.
1: Right, and, and because... Obviously you already have the card, that means that you already like the type of retailers that are included. Henceforth if I'm in a new place, it's almost like an insurance policy that I'm gonna get to go where I need to go because this is the kind of you know, this is my level
4: of um, you know, shopping, uh, or acquiring, whatever. I get it, I get it. All right, so so Sync will know what you like, but nobody else will know what you exactly. like. Exactly. So when you're going to another city, Sync can make suggestions. Correct. About all right, so that so
2: so, yeah, now I'm totally on board with you. Cool. Yeah, that's brilliant.
4: That's
1: let's brilliant. go make our $15 million now. <laughs> what do you think, Mick?
2: I think that'd be good. We probably ought to uh, spread some of the wealth out with some of our advertisers here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's... I think that, that there are some great ideas here.
1: So, you know what? Why don't we do that? Want to go pay some bills and we'll be right back?
2: Absolutely.
1: Sounds great. We're right back with Brett Goldberg.
0: WebmasterRadio.fm. <laughs> Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7.
3: More than a name. Merchants offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing Duo Cash. Duo Cash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. Duo Cash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at DuoCash.com. So ensure your customers' online experience anywhere they see paybycash.com or DuoCash. And don't Leave money on the table. Sign up with Duo Cash. The official prepaid shopping cart of the internet. Duo Cash. Are you ready to optimize your website's full potential? Well, it's all about positioning. Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and optimized content pages for customers. The trusted fees industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So visit PositionTechnologies.com today and look forward to achieving new heights within the search engines
0: webmasterradio.fm the destination for education and entertainment
3: commercials off now back to
0: cover story we're reserving a headline for you
1: we are back uh we've got a great guest today uh brett goldberg and i am joined with mick jolly of pr web welcome back guys
2: hey thank you very much sounds like uh Brett's been working hard creating these uh, ideas. What, what property did it to start down this road? Is this a uh, path that you had worked in once before or some other related industry? Brett, what, what got you well your it was,
4: My background is that uh, for the past 14 years, uh, I've had an import and distribution business. We, uh, we imported uh, primarily uh, personal care lines and distributed them to uh, department stores, gift stores... Salons and uh, pharmacies, and my my hobby always was software development. Um, I always spent every every spare moment possible programming, just because I love it. And I always figured that there was a better way to do business; that there was a better way to to bring retailers and and vendors and reps closer together, put them all on one page, and and so that that's basically what this what this grew out of. Um, the distribution business, and also uh, doing as many trade shows as I do, it just—it just seemed to me that uh, something really big was being missed.
1: Isn't that great? Usually, some of the best ideas just come out of like your own personal necessity.
4: I think that's the only place that the best ideas come out of.
1: Yeah, like oh my god, if only someone did this. Oh look, I can do that, right? And, and the cool thing is, is Brett is really brilliant when it comes to programming understands technology as well as understands the needs of the consumer because he's been out there in the trenches for so many years. um, That, yeah, I think this is the perfect, perfect coupling, aside from the fact you've got a phenomenal reputation.
4: There's only one problem. (laughs) What's the one problem? It's the whole chicken and the egg thing. Okay. In other words, um, you know, it's sort of like trying to convince somebody to use email back in 1993.
2: No one else had an email box to receive your email, huh?
4: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the same thing here.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It, it's it's creating the need. It's trailblazing. Right? Because, Mick, how many times have you heard, and, and, and I do agree with your philosophy, people always say, I want, I want, I want, I want. And then you go and give it to them. But they're used to using something that may even be broken. But since they're used to using it, it's hard to, you know... Hard to
2: get them to switch sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what, what right. I mean? Like, I hate shoving all those credit cards in my wallet. Oh, here, then you can have a lovely streamline, you know? Well, I don't know how else to do it. But you know what? If you keep... The pitch going, you keep consistent with your messaging, and you make it low risk for people to adopt the program, mm-hmm. then get them addicted, uh-huh. then nail I mean, the hell yeah, out I mean with that's us. that's
4: ultimately what it's about—is <laughs> getting people addicted. One one interesting conundrum that I've accounted is that, and it's it's probably something that's common to all new technologies. Basically, if you're if you're a new technology originator mm-hmm. and you sit down with a with a potential client for a meeting. Sometimes it's not really clear who should be paying whom. <laughs> right. So, in other words, oftentimes, you know, I'll sit down at these meetings with, uh, you know, POS companies, point-of-sale companies, software companies, and with, like, gift marts, for example. We tried to introduce this to a lot of different trademarks, and, and, um, and we still haven't gotten to yes there. Um, because I always came in with basically the traditional approach of a salesman, which is, here's a great product. And I'm going to give you a high quality at a low price. Okay. But basically, the deal is you should be paying me. Okay. And the thing is that when you're introducing a new technology, and finally, I finally got a deal uh, by realizing that I had to pay the guy. <laughs> in <laughs> words, in words, and I did it as an advance against future income that we would both derive together. Okay. But basically, I had to put some money on the table because otherwise, there was basically no incentive for this person to, you know, invest the development and invest the, you know, invest the. Innovation time to incorporate the technology into his product. And, you know, th- there are a lot of situations that, you know, it's just not really clear who should be paying whom.
1: Yeah, I think it's orientation, you know, to whoever your desired customer is. Um, I, I think every situation is different. Um, I mean, because you can't run around sort of greasing everyone's wheels in order to get them to adopt. I mean, unless you're just, you know, I know you're well funded, but at the end of the day, people need to... I mean, it's not
4: what you want to do. But, right. you know, I've, I've been running around for two years uh, offering this to people, and everybody says, it's great, you know, call me when 35 other people are using it.
1: But you know what? Yeah, I mean, yes. There's there's no loss, let's say, and because you're sitting on it, every day you're sitting on it, you're losing money. And going to, you know, your two highest, like the biggest companies, that would be your ideal. So, that you know, it's sort of like you, you get the big ones and this, everyone else sort of follows. And giving them an incentive to do business with you now. That I agree with. But I think a lot of it has to do with follow through and really making it, you know, creating a sense of urgency that they need to incorporate. How do, how this do you network. do that,
4: though? I mean, that's the million-dollar question.
1: How do you do that?
4: How do you create that sense you of urgency? Be a
1: charming, wonderful self.
4: How, you know, how do you go to somebody and say, "Look, you've been getting along all these, you know, decades without this, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't afford to not have it anymore."
1: Well, I think that that would be unrealistic. Right, because anyone can afford not to have anything. What we actually exist on as human beings is, you know, like need versus want. Mm -hmm. But if someone wants to, you know, if if it's a trade show company, an infomart, you know, whatever, if if they want to stay ahead of the curve, Mm -hmm. there's no risk to them incorporating what you have to offer. There's only benefit because they're getting their needs met and exceeded by incorporating your new technology and just by adding a couple of pieces of code to something existing is not a huge investment.
4: For I, wa- me. I wanted to ask, it was Mick, how did you first uh, do the introduction of PR Web? In other words, it was, it was something that people weren't using. It was obviously something that would give them great utility, but how did you get the first customers on, bo- on board? Actually, this is excellent.
2: Yeah, the, the first customers of, of PR Web, well, let's, let's back up. PR Web's been around for you know, basically eight years now. And um, in essence, uh, there was a need, like you're talking about, you see a need uh, And the founder of the original architect of the system. David McInnes, basically, he was using a, a newswire service or what was uh, purported to be a newswire service and <laughs> spent, uh, you know, a great deal of money uh, to send out what was supposed to be a press release that was associated with another business that he was he was uh, working with at the time. And in the end, he was trying to find out what he got for his money. You know? And um, well, we posted it to our website. And you think, well, I've got websites. I could post to my website. You know, that was Mm-hmm. That was the initial initial concept, and so he he thought, you know there there is a need for for small businesses and, and and entrepreneurs to be able to get the word out and get it to journalists and deliver it in a timely manner and uh, without necessarily having to break the bank to do it. And so mm-hmm. he started out with what was more or less a uh, a shareware type of a concept almost, except uh, he he called it a a, a a fair commerce system. In other words, people could uh, submit their press release and they could. Uh, in essence, um, you know, pay what they thought it was worth at the at the time, and it, over time, it evolved into an upgrade path where more and more services were offered, more and more money. So, your question's very fair question, Brett. And but that was it, pretty it,
4: risky, wasn't it?
2: it? It was, you know, and it was, it was a long time before uh, it, it actually paid for itself. Uh, and, you know, initially, um, you know, he tried things like uh, you know, advertising on the site, banner ads, and, and whatnot, and uh, finally, he he got serious about it and just said, "Hey." you know what, if we're supposed to be a site that's carrying news, let's just carry news. And he stripped away all the advertising and, you know, pop-ups and all the rest of that, that stuff that, that uh, you know, is, is often necessary and made sure that the, the uh, press releases that the users were were submitting. And many of them with no money. Many of them submitted. Right, so free. here's
4: a question. I mean, because that was definitely a chicken-and-the-egg situation. It was. Because, you know, <laughs> editors aren't going to go to the site if, if companies aren't submitting and companies aren't going to submit if editors aren't going to the site very true. So what you are saying is the way you got I guess the chicken was by allowing people to send press releases for free. Absolutely.
0: Yeah,
3: All right,
4: so here's the question because I mean ultimately maybe that's what we have to do too. But the question is once companies get used to doing something for free, mm-hmm. what kind of attrition do you encounter when you finally come to them and say, "Okay, you know, we've reached critical mass, now it's going to cost you."
2: Well, here here's a uh, very good question as well, Brad, because um in in essence those those folks that submit press releases for free, and we have people that have literally submitted hundreds and hundreds of press releases and never paid a dime to web. and uh, they continue to do so. And so basically,
4: I, they've been they've been grandfathered in.
2: Well, and you could come well, come to the system today and submit a free press release. Yeah, it's just the, your
1: guaranteed better placement depending upon what package yeah, you choose. Yeah, and
2: that's it. If if people want to take the upgrade path and they want to make sure that they're distributed in other places that we place the news, such as Yahoo News, and that it, that it goes. Out to the uh, to the actual news media, mm-hmm. yeah. There there is a, a, a minimum um, contribution in terms of. Uh, All right, that so basically,
4: process. there's a there's a light version and a deluxe version.
2: Very good way of, uh, yes. of statement. Yes, and uh, so people that want to take advantage of the free service still can. We have a strong archive that's searched by the you know by the uh, by the major uh, searchers out there. It's indexed regularly, and and uh, we submit news directly out to. Thousands of online portals now, but it's something that uh, grew over time. As we had news, we started looking for partners. Where can we Where can we place this news? Where can we give it more visibility? And uh, you know, really took it from an organic standpoint initially, and, and now there's a, a great deal of traffic. It's um, online. It's, mm-hmm. it's the number one uh, press release or newswire uh, distribution service. But we're still a small player in terms of dollars and cents because we don't charge what our competitors do.
1: And that's a big difference. Like I have to say, they're probably what's your most expensive package, Mick?
2: if somebody would like to take advantage of uh uh having a freshly search engine optimized and uh having it be distributed through all of the PR web distribution and then we have a a product uh, that that's in partnership with uh another major news which is really more geared towards uh, publicly traded companies and that's that's a PR newswire
4: mm-hmm. we have
2: built in so that product um basically runs 599 bucks which is which is uh the most expensive product that we offer, but... That's it, per you, month? Um, no, no, that's, that's a per release. Press release but the, okay, uh, per and release. And that's an optimized press release going through our Newswire service and basically the biggest name out there, the longest standing name out there. And but it's still
1: we, cheaper than if yeah. you went to PR Newswire Direct.
2: It, it, it is. <laughs> and, and oh, so that's a, all that that's a great but deal. That's a great deal. You know, we have one that's not optimized. We do with them at $369. And then, of course, just taking advantage of PR web uh, distribution, that can be from... Uh, basically, we start distributing from thirty dollars on uh, out to the news media, and of course, the more uh, individuals uh, apply towards their distribution, uh, the more service they get. And a good mid-range on PR Web is eighty dollars. And if you want, if a person wanted to take advantage of um, what we do in terms of uh, same-day distribution and, and a little bit more involved uh, editorial handholding, if you will, that's a hundred nineteen-dollar product. But again, this isn't about about uh, PR Web, but you're in in your case where you're trying to launch a a brand new product, uh, you know, there may be some of that same networking that's going to be required. I know that again, a lot of services were given for free and still are given for free um, in order to be able to attract the pool. And, and I would think, in your case, um, at least as I as I envision it, maybe you're not charging the consumer, um, you know, and. and in order to have them
4: no we definitely we definitely would never charge the consumer
2: and that's your free product that's your loss leader and and yet on the other hand all of a sudden as you develop this pool of consumers you get this critical mass as as you say then i think that's where every vendor is going to say you know what maybe we should be playing in that pond because now it's becoming a full lake and pretty soon i mean in
4: your in your business model um for example or with the sync card we don't charge the retailer And then we charge anybody who wants to scan them twenty bucks a month. Okay. Um, But you know, initially we're going to have to give away you know at least six months free just to get people to 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 start scanning. Yeah, absolutely,
1: and that I agree with. I don't think that's an issue as long as you get them to adopt it and stay with it. So you're getting both ends met: your distribution as well as you know
4: your your consumers. Um, But there's there's a very critical period that you have to make it through. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, like with PR news with 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 PR web. I'm sure, you know, there was a period during which you were waiting to see how much activity was going to accumulate. And if ultimately, you know, editors and releases didn't come to the to the forum right. together, it wouldn't have worked out. It's the same thing with us. In other words, if people get cards and then there's no one to scan it, it's not gonna work. If right. people get the scanning software and then nobody comes with a card, it's not gonna work. We we have to keep it free for as long as it takes to reach the tipping point.
1: You know what? Yes and no. However, we're not going to come to that conclusion, unfortunately, on this show today, but we definitely will leave it open. (laughs) Um, You know what we should do? We should, hey, Mick, how about having Brett as like our continual
4: case study?
2: I think we should be monitoring what what Brett's doing, and maybe we should uh, talk about how we can boost a little bit more uh, awareness of We're
4: interviewing Brett in the homeless center today. (laughs) Yeah, no, no.
1: No, No, but that would be awesome because I think this is so important. What Brett is doing, you know, outside of it being innovative and forward-thinking and really something that could benefit every single listener it's also exactly what all of our listeners, um, you know, fight against every single day. So if you can sort of, you know, see the forest through the trees by us using Brett as an example, um, I think that would be a great case study to help foster and and help grow over the coming months.
2: Excellent. Yeah, I, th- I think we can do some things together. There's definitely an opportunity to uh, assist and, and uh, develop this, and and obviously, uh, Brett, you bring a, a wealth of uh, business experience. To to the table already I think that the biggest thing that we still work to develop at PR web is relationships with other other businesses and that's that's the, that's where the real strength comes from they are uh, phenomenal it, it, it is it is working with well other. it sounds like you've
4: done a great job yeah
1: they are you know I have to say PR web's amazing because they really came out they stuck definitely to their business model and it was just all on contributions and I would really say that like if you want to talk about Um, Really being a a major force to be reckoned with, it's really been over the past like two to three years with an eight-year operation that they've been bam heavy full on the scene.
2: Yeah, we're we're fairly flat for a long time. I mean, it's just something that's really finally, uh, you know, created enough momentum that it's uh, been able to start to make that uh, uphill climb on the on the curve of growth, and it's starting to look more like a hockey stick than you know than uh, what it once did. So that's that's good. It's going the right direction.
1: You know what? Well, you guys, just talk about a hockey stick. You just knocked it right out the field because they're amazing, and I can't wait to tell you all sorts of awesome stories. Mick, we need to go.
2: Oh, man. We're already to the close of the hour. Well, I, I agree, Brandy. We, uh, we need to follow up with with Brett and, and uh, monitor how things are going. <laughs> <we>
1: get, uh, <laughs> MonitorBrett.com. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: right, and uh, put, put, your, put your corporate blog out and a few press releases. We'll put something <laughs> together and, and see what, oh, see what happens. But uh, it would great. be good to, uh, to see your business uh, grow and develop and, and um you know, there's no guarantee of of success, but, uh, you know, there's never been a successful business that wasn't started, so you've you've taken those initial steps, right?
1: Well put. (laughs) Well put. All right, you. Well, I think this concludes another awesome edition of Cover Story. Thank you, Mick.
2: Hey, thank you. Thank you, Brett. You rock. Thanks, Mick.
1: Thanks, Brett. Bye, all. See you next Wednesday. Thanks.